Welcome to the Long Hollow Group Leader Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. And so whether we're talking about your life group, your D group, or your family, this resource exists to help you make disciples that make disciples. We are back with season six of the Group Leader Podcast. And that's a lot of seasons. That's a lot of seasons. And yes. so we have moved quickly through it, but this is really the season that we always wanted to get to. I'm most excited about season six. That's right. I'm sure you are. And so if you're not quite <laughs> sure who that voice is, let me give an introduction. Now, this is Chris Swain. And Chris, I'm going to do my best okay. uh, to give you a an introduction here. Again, you're wow. You're my you're my upline, so I got to definitely make sure it's a good. UFC fight. You're out there with a the mic. I'm, <laughs> get excited. You know? I'm going to try to get all of. There's a lot of accolades here. A really? lot of responsibilities. I don't even know about these. That's right. So we have Chris Wayne, disciple making pastor at Long Hollow. With that, let me make sure I get it all. Okay. We have member care that falls yes. under that. So that's support groups, counseling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that's Russell and his team. Russell Irwin leads, leads that up in an excellent way. He's awesome. Love he that guy. Yes. And then you also have our spiritual formation team, Correct. which includes our groups ministry, women's mm-hmm. ministry, men's ministry, all right. of that under there as well. Yes. Did I get everything or is there something I, think, I didn't I know? I think that's it. All right, so that's the long hollow week, side. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> then also, uh, Chris is the CEO of Replicate, and yeah. so he and I get to do a lot together with that of mm-hmm. equipping local churches to make disciples. Yes, and then newly a co-author of the Replicate book. Very exciting. I've always wanted to work on a book, and I finally got to do it with Robbie Gallaty, and it's awesome. uh, it was awesome. Dude, it's so good. It was the book I really was looking for about three years ago. So thanks Just for getting it late. now. Just a but little late. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's an awesome, awesome book. And so a lot there, but excited to have you a part of this podcast as we continue to talk through groups. Yes. Um, and again, as you said, season six is definitely your favorite. Right. Because it's your first episode. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there were some other good seasons, but I mean, yeah. so as we get going frequently asked questions we're going to be looking at life group d group um, and it's the ones that we get regularly right and so this is one i picked actually just because of you it's your first Mm. episode and i thought this matched your personality i hope so if you know chris chris is a very punctual person he is it does not matter when if a meeting starts 30 minutes late it will not finish a minute over never matters always on well the, the the story behind that is i was not that way growing up oh but but then i went in the marines that'll change you <laughs> and they uh injected uh timeliness into my brain and it has never come back out that's right and so well i can definitely say right. on your staff and everything a punctuality is a, an important part it's of a what high you value do. it is it is you want to value people's time and and you do that really well in the D group, uh, Tom, one of the things that happens often is it can be really hard to stick to that punctuality. And I would say the same in life group. But for today's conversation, look, how do we get everything into mm. D group? Right. And so when we say everything, let me just quickly lay that out, and then I'll get you the first question we'll get okay. going. When we're going through our D group, we want to look through those five weekly disciplines. Mm-hmm. That's scripture memory, Bible reading, hear journals, accountability, and prayer. Right. We're looking to go through that every week with our people. And what happens is people go off on tangents, people ramble, people, you know, I, I just, you get lost. And next thing you know, you've been there two hours, two and a half hours. And you're mm-hmm. like, man, this got out of hand quickly. <laughs> or I guess maybe not quickly. <laughs> right, so, right. Uh, so let's talk about how do you get all that in there in a yeah. 60 to 90 minute time frame? Yes. And so let's start with you as the leader. 
What do you do to help make sure that you stay in that time frame to keep yeah. you on track as you lead the group? The best tip I can give on this is it's planning on the front end for the whole year of meeting. You know, let's say okay. your, your group's going to meet nine months to a year before you even have your first meeting. One of the best ways that you can uh, get timeliness to be a part of the, the group meeting and, and ensure that you guys are going to end, you know, in a timely fashion is to put a hard end time mm. on the meeting. And by that, I mean, if you're discipling students, you know, they have to go to school at a certain period of time. So maybe right. if they've got to head to school at seven, you, your group starts at six. Uh, with with uh, adults, it might be, let's do this over lunch because, you know, we've got a lunchtime, but then everybody's got to get back to work. Right. Or let's do this in the morning before work because we know we've got to get to it. So if you do it with, a, with an open-ended time, mm. more often than not, you know, the thought in your head and really everyone in your group is, why, why can't we just keep talking? We're having a great time. Yeah. Let's let this discussion go. And sometimes that's not bad. You know, it's right. not like you have to be uh, so caught up in the timeliness that you eliminate relationships and you eliminate deep talks that you need to have. Right. If somebody comes in, they've had trouble with their right. marriage. We're not going to be like, um, actually, yeah. we only right. have 10 we, minutes we just to the, fellowship. <laughs> and highs and lows has got to end in we'd three love minutes. To, yeah, <laughs> we'd, lo we'd love to help you with that life-altering scenario. Right. But we got to get into Bible, the uh, Scripture memory, right? We don't ever want to do that. So right. we always want to prioritize the relationships and things that are going uh, on with those in your group. But by having that that kind of end specific end time that forced upon you, yeah. it can be a really helpful friend when, That's true. when you're four or five months in and you're thinking, okay, it seems like we're uh, we're, we're pushing past our group time. So that's one suggestion. And I can attest that you do that not just with D group, but yeah. in other meetings too. I was <laughs> that's, saying, that's hey, man, I'm, I'm in the car about to get to this place, you right, know, which right. like I've done that before that's as right. well. And it just, it really does kind of help. Right. If, if there's a meet, here's a whole side tip, not even related to groups. If there's a meeting you don't look forward to, you know, put that thing up against uh, some other important thing. That's that exactly right. That's at. exactly right. Now, if you ever meet with Chris Swain and he has to go to something else, that's not because <laughs> <laughs> it's not because I was intending to do that. That's uh, right. Uh, just kidding at all reality. So that's one of the things. The other thing is to think about what we do in those five uh, different things. So when we start off our group, I want to spend about 10 minutes on the highs and lows of the week. Yeah. That's why I use the phrase, everyone share one high and one low. Yeah. We all have that person in our group that loves to share lows, right? Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> they can share 50, 50 lows. And sometimes when you're sharing your highs and lows, I've, I've had this guy, and that's my low, and then I just don't have a high this week. I'm like, well, that makes it a little bit easier. We can move on to the next. Uh, I, I'm, I'm only joking there. Hopefully you're not, not experiencing that a lot. But it does drive the conversation past. I'm going to talk about everything that happened this right. week, too. Here's one thing to highlight on both sides of that. So then we get through about 10 minutes of that. Scripture memory is next. I like to be that nice guy doing that on the front end of the meeting. Yeah. You know, for let's just say someone rolls in having just memorized the passage. Not saying I've ever done yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> let's say that those in the group that have done that, I want to, you know, throw them a bone, make it a little bit easier for them so they don't have to keep trying to memorize it through the whole group and do it at the end. And that takes about you know, three to five minutes for everyone to recite sure. their passage, sometimes a little longer. Uh, if you're getting into longer passages, my suggestion there is to have people break up into groups of two. 
Mm, um, you, you know, depending on how big your group is. Like if you'd build upon it. And right. You'd, uh, if, like if you're trying to remember all, yeah, all of the Sermon on the Mount, for instance, it's going to take you 20 minutes <laughs> for one person to, sure. to recite some of it. So, you know, breaking up into smaller groups, you know, one-on-one and just kind of reciting can be helpful in that scenario. And then the next thing we step into is our hear journals. And this is where we want to spend most of our time. If I'm ever going to err on time, yeah. this is the area that I feel like is a great place to do that. Because this is where we're discussing God's word, how it applies to our life, and really what what this group is all about. I mean, right. we're, we're meeting for high accountability in living out the life God's called us to live and following Jesus. And to do that, it's his word that drives it. And so if I'm going to shortchange any of the time, it's going to be that uh, that highs and lows on the front end, sure. uh, maybe even scripture memory, even though it's critical. Yeah. Um, I don't want to shortchange anything, but if I if I have to shortchange something, it's going to be something other than these here journals, which That's are right. the cusp of the discipleship group. Yeah, and then good. we move into our accountability time. This, this typically doesn't take too long. Um, with accountability, you know, in order to kind of keep it on track, because this can go all over the place as well, we like to have a couple of specific questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe if someone has said at the beginning, hey, I'm, my marriage is struggling, yeah. well, I might want to ask every week, hey, how's your marriage doing? What can we do to pray with you there? Right. You know, so we have some accountability driven by life scenario. Yeah. And then something we like to call text-driven accountability, where yeah. whatever we've read and done in our here journal, how we're going to respond to God's word, we can ask that next week. Hey, last week you said you were going to go apologize to someone or ask for forgiveness from someone based on the passage you read. How did that go? And, he, and again, this is all out of a positive place. It's not yeah. accountability driven by accusations and legalism. It's accountability of how can we help you on your team to be what God's called you to be and to, and to do what God's called you to do. And so... And if you do that here journal stuff well, it, it naturally flows into right. accountability. Sure. And, uh, and so when you do 25, 30 minutes of that, it's mm-hmm. not like it's only talking about the Bible. You're talking about how it applies. Right. And most of the time, the accountability I need is to is the response portion of mm-hmm. my here journal. Hey, I, I need to yeah. do what I, I said I, I need to do. Well, and, yeah, and the beauty of the here journal is half of the here journal method, the E and the R, or, or the A and the R, right. are apply and respond. And so both... Both of those are the action steps of what we're going to do with God's Word. And so you're right, it flows perfectly into that accountability time. And then we wrap up with prayer. Yeah. And, and and by wrapping up, we don't want it to be something we tag on the end. So I do like to save about 10 minutes for this time. Yeah. Because I want everyone to share at least one prayer request, and then I want everyone to pray. And, uh, and, and that's one of those things where, you know, we take for granted how, how much people are familiar with prayer. Yeah, uh, you'll get into some discipleship groups and realize somebody might be like, I've, I've never prayed publicly you know, outside of my family for dinner in yeah. my life. And so you're learning to pray in the discipleship group. Uh, a lot of guys are and, and just like they're learning some of these other disciplines. Yeah. Um, and so you want to wrap that up it, with the last 10 minutes, if you can. Um, yeah. I, 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 I try to prioritize that to the point where when I see we're getting to the 10 minute mark, I say, guys, we got, we need to pray, and, right. you know, we'll, and we'll come back to something if we need to next week. But th- that's kind of how we want to, focus in on all the disciplines um a couple of key features with that we want to try to do all of these all five of these things right for the d group uh we don't want to get to the point where all we're doing is here journals or all Mm. we're doing is highs and lows of the week you know it can be easy to do that that is true Uh, i've been in a few groups like that Yeah, those some of those are called accountability groups. Yes, this is a disciple. Our social group. clubs or but. social, <laughs> yeah, hangout time. Um, and then the other thing is we all, like we said before, we want always want to prioritize discussing God's word, focusing on the here journals. That that's the biggest, uh, most important thing. And so I'm going to ask you in a moment. 
Okay. After the break, a question that I, I would love to hear your insights on, and that is what do you do to help your group members commit to the 60 or 90 minute time frame of the discipleship group after the break? Do you have a vision for the groups in your church but don't know how to make it happen? Replicate's Group Ministry Masterclass is a one-stop course to help you create, launch, and sustain your group's ministry. These training videos, implementation exercises, and resources will guide you to create your own group's playbook that is unique to your context. You can access this masterclass today at replicate.org groups. And we've been talking about discipleship groups, timeliness, one of my favorite topics. That's right. Uh, if, if it weren't for following Jesus, I would probably be following timeliness. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I found Jesus first. But uh, timeliness is important to me, and, and it's one of those things that it's, it's important to some. But I think all of us would say, man, this we've all been in a meeting or a sermon or a group where we thought that could have been 20 minutes less and it would have been so much Ooh. better. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and, uh, and, and no offense to whoever is leading it, but um, it's just one of those things where as a group leader, if you prioritize this, it's going to make your groups better. I'll just be honest. I've never heard of it making a group worse. Sure. But, uh, let me ask you this. What do you do to help your group members commit to the, the time frame of the discipleship group? Yeah, I mean, so you, you gave great perspective of what you do as the leader, but often our members, like we got the memo, but our our members did not. Yeah. And so how do we <laughs> right. get them to do it with us? Because yeah. we don't want to always be reining in and have to be just the, the person who is just always on people saying, okay, wrap it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I think some of the things that I'm th- uh, that I think through and how I get my members to understand it um, is it all comes back to setting clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why that first week in our D group starter guide, things like that, we help you do that of saying, hey, here is clear expectation of what we expect from you and what the time looks like. Yeah. When you do that on the front end, it makes it's like the covenant. It makes every, uh, everything easier because sure. you can come back to it. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you've deviated it and you didn't really set those clear expectations on the front end, you can still come back to it and say, hey, let's talk about this. Yeah. But you've got to have a conversation with people um, and give them clear expectations. And what I would say is you go into your group, a lot of times we can get frustrated with people because they're doing their own version of discipleship group. Mm-hmm. You know, they're talking about their, yeah. uh, their they, they, I just got back from a cruise and it was great. We went yeah. to Jamaica and me and my spouse had a great time. It's and a very we specific did this. example. I know, it is pretty specific. It may <laughs> or may like not be pulled actually from happening. personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think one of the keys here, that this is one of the reasons we at Replicate would say, um, for those of you familiar with the Replicate ministry, when we're training churches, we try to help them see that this three to five group size is critical because yeah. in a one-on-one discipleship, which has kind of been a popular other means of discipleship, um, you're really only going to do what that leader has done in your life. Right. That's all you know about discipleship. Whatever that person did for you, with you, that's what you're going to take and emulate, which is makes common sense, right? Exactly. But when you have a group of three to five, it changes that dynamic. You right. begin to see that it's not just this one specific way, and and there 
there's freedom within the context of, you know, the parameters of discipleship group to lead in a way that's unique to how God has, has built you. And so I think that's one of, you know, there's many reasons, probably about sure. seven, eight reasons uh, that one-on-one discipleship is not something we suggest, but this speaks into that. And it has to do with if, if one person is leading me in this way, I'm going to go and do it that way because that's all I know. Right, exactly. And I think if that's what you've known, I think, you know, like your past experiences are going to shape your present expectations. So whatever, however you were discipled in the past, whatever small group experience you had before this, mm-hmm. that's what you assume is going to be in this. And the truth matters, this model specific, we're, it, we are emphasizing here journals, scripture memory, um, and it's going to have a flow that's different than the past. And right. that's why you've got to be very clear and not just saying, hey, we're going to do a discipleship group, but fill it in and say, hey, this is what a normal meeting looks like. Mm-hmm. Because just because they've said they've been in a discipleship group, it could have looked totally different. Yeah. And though you say the same thing, you don't mean the same thing. Sure. And so I think when you really get in there and say, hey, uh, this is lay out those expectations, make it clear. It's going to help them see, okay, this is different than what I did in the past. And mm-hmm. so I'm not, it's not a social club. It's not an, just an accountability. It's right. not a just like come and chat and hang out with good yeah. friends. It's a lot more intentional. It focuses more on the word. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first thing is make sure you set expectations. And then in doing so, I would say uh, discuss two things. Um, discuss content and discuss scope. And what I mean by that is the content is what we're going to discuss, which are those five disciplines, and the scope is the time in which you're going to do for each of those things. Right. That is not meant to be these hard, fast rules that you feel are regimented that you're constricted to. It's just to give you guidelines. Mm-hmm. And you may you may change from that some. Like, for instance, you gave those time frames with each one of those. Mm-hmm different leaders may go and like a more relational person may spend more time in accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they've got to make sure they get all five of them sure. or somebody who's really a scripture memory may expand that time more. That's all fine. That's part of your personality, the way God's designed you. But as long as you're moving through all five of those right. and you give them kind of, Hey, this is about how much time we're going to need for all of these. Mm-hmm. When you just put it into, we have 60 to 90 minutes, it's harder for people to track and say, okay, this is kind of going long. Yeah. And so, but when you say, hey, you got five minutes here, right. you got 15 minutes, people can track with that. And so set expectations, tell them the content, which are the weekly disciplines in the scope is how long you're going to discuss those mm. on a normal week. That's good. So with that, this mm. is probably the conversation that people really want to hear that's great if you're leading a bunch of robots that yeah. just uh, can perfectly follow that and can yeah. go regiment. But the truth of the matter, we're dealing with humans and, and people we are, are relational messy. people yeah. and people are messy, right? So what do you do with people after you've given clear expectations? How do you kind of rein in some of those people who are yeah. regularly going long? I have probably two or three little uh, tricks that I do, but I know I think mm. you probably have uh, probably more than that or different. And so what are some of those tricks that you have and then I can share as well? Yeah. So if we are consistently in a scenario where someone in the group is uh, is making it difficult to stay in a timely fashion. Right. And again, I don't think anyone comes into a group with an agenda. Man, I'm going to make sure that I get 30, 40 minutes of talking time. In, in right, thing, right, right, right. You know, it's just the way some people are built and some people are more conversational and some yeah. uh, some are less. But it is a challenge, though, because you want everyone to, to, to speak up. And so a couple of things, just uh, first of all, reiterating that tip at the beginning, if we 
we have a, a hard end time on the group, yep. there's kind of like this flashing light. Everyone's a little bit aware of that. Uh, this is all the time we have. Uh, yeah. Secondly, it's to ensure that let's say someone's speaking and I know, let's say Vic is all he does is he talks the whole time. He's going to oh, answer man. every question. He's going to jump in first. <laughs> that Vic. I appreciate uh, his right. eager and zeal, but man, calm down, bro. <laughs> so what I'll do is I'll, I'll often call people by name instead of throwing a question yeah, out for great. discussion. You know, I'll say to someone else, you know, um, instead of saying Vic, I'll call on Brian or whoever, whoever else is in the group and say, right. Hey, Brian, won't you share here journal that way? it specifically gets someone else involved. And sometimes there are those who don't like to talk as much. And so you're helping that person step out and lead. And so by using the name technique there, you kind of can help navigate around that person who has always got something to add to the conversation. If it gets too far, I will say you want to step into a conversation outside the discipleship group. Like you wouldn't want to confront that individual within the group, but later it might be, Hey man, let's grab coffee or let's meet. And, and here's what's going on. It seems like there's a lot of the time and, and obviously, See, this is last case scenario. You don't you don't yeah. want to have to have this conversation, sure. but you do need to have it if you feel like the subscription group is being hijacked because you don't want to lose what's going what's potentially going to be able to happen for everyone in the group. That's right. Um, and, and lovingly help that person. Uh, hopefully, some of these other tips can help you. I know you got some great insights to help us navigate that as well. Well, I think in that private conversation, just sticking in that realm, I think when you have it, I would really recommend giving the benefit of the doubt in that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm assuming that they don't really know what they're doing. I'm right. assuming ignorance until obstinance is proven, you right. know, until I know that you are just yeah. resisting it and, yeah. and you know what you're doing. I'm always going to assume it's coming from a good place. Maybe right. you have eagerness, zeal. I love how uh, passionate you are about this. Um, but then I'm going to, I'm going to turn it and say, Hey man, will you be a part of the solution? I'm not going to say you're the right. problem. I say, why don't you help us uh, fix this? Sure. Will you help me create space for others to share their voice, you know, for mm-hmm. them to be able to share what's going on with them? Because what you're trying to do is to give mutual care for everybody. Mm-hmm. And when somebody dominates it yeah. and robs that mutual care aspect, yeah. that's where the group really begins to well, move and, to an unhealthy place. Yeah. And I would say you want to tackle this issue at the be- as soon as you can, as yeah. As soon as you see it, because the longer you begin to meet and the stronger these relationships become, the far more difficult it's going to be for you to have that conversation. So the moment you start seeing some of these happen, I would I would suggest taking action then. Yeah, and one of the things that uh, you, you mentioned was being part of the solution is letting them actually lead the discussion, mm-hmm. which sounds very counterintuitive, yeah. but you've right. seen that work well and given that kind of over-eager person or whatever. Yeah, if someone loves to talk, if you, it, it's, it's interesting that if you say, hey, you know, Vic, why don't you lead uh, the, the Hear Journal section this week? And you don't even have to do it in the group. You can tell them before the group. Group. Right. And what's great is then they realize, okay, I've got to ask the other folks to share theirs. Yeah. And and it turns them into a little bit of a facilitator and kind of removes that that uh that or it helps them understand what yep. it's like to let others engage. And so, yeah, it seems counterintuitive because you think they would talk more, but in the in reality, at least what I've experienced, they typically talk less when they're in that role. So that's, that's one so way funny. you can kind of help deal with that. No, that's uh, that's so funny. And I think the other uh, one, this is just super practical, but I'd love to give a two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. And so uh, just as people are talking, nobody wants to be the guy who just abruptly says, all right, we're done. And we Do you have a buzzer up. that kicks in at two minutes? Depending, so. <laughs> depending on the group, 
group, you know, like who it is. Yeah. I've had to. I've had to do it where they don't listen. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, two-minute warning. And I started. Yeah. And, and and people, la- they laugh at it because they know it's lighthearted. Right, and they right. also know, we've already jokingly said, boy, yeah. this is a group of talkers. We're going to struggle. Right, right. But I think that two-minute warning says, hey, in two minutes, we're going to transition. And that lets people begin to slow down the conversation, mm-hmm. which is going to prevent you from having to give such a hard deadline. Sure. So hopefully that gives you some uh, guidelines for how to kind of keep your group in that 60 to 90 minute time frame. Again, really, this is important to value that punctuality. Um, and it's going to really help your group know what to expect and, and prioritize that time. We hope that helps. And we look forward to next week. Mm-hmm. Our frequently asked question is one I'm really excited about because it's the question I asked myself about wow. my group okay. last week. How do we get pa- uh, deeper in accountability? How do we get past surface level and really get to some deeper issues um, now that we're a few months in? Thank you for joining us for this episode. Take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast. If you are a long hollow group leader, click the link in the show notes to access resources just for you. If you are a church leader and want to receive free resources to help you make disciples in your home, group, or church, click the link in the show notes or visit replicate.org.